0: This is a Your Last Resorts production. Hello, welcome to Super Fan Sports Podcast, hosted by Dio the Donut Reynoso.
1: And Don Behan. how are you guys doing today?
0: Hey guys, uh, before we start, we just wanted to talk about uh, why we created this podcast. Um, first off, welcome and thank you for listening to us. Uh, me and my buddy Don, we've been friends for a very long time. And that's something we've always had is sports to talk about, right? I think that's the basis of our entire friendship at this point. Yeah, I think it's just been 10 years of just yelling at each other about hot takes. But uh, everyone's always told us we are the worst at opinions in sports. So we really wanted to get to the bottom line of it. And uh, that's why we decided to make this uh, podcast. But on top of that, we wanted to talk about recapping everything in sports and giving you guys bold predictions that you can tell everyone we actually bet on because that's the heart and soul of this
1: exactly we're just complete degenerates who want to waste money where we think our pains are right and refuse to acknowledge anyone else that's exactly
0: correct thank you um but even better than that uh a part of this podcast that makes us a little bit different than any other sports one is uh you guys can call in um so i have an instagram it's at dio reynoso on instagram uh you guys are more than welcome to reach out to us if you want a little uh, cameo on this uh, show because we do talk to the fans of this uh, show. So, yeah, Don, do you have anything extra with that? No,
1: otherwise uh, check our socials for uh, Yeah, socials should be sports. coming
0: co- coming very soon. We'll be uh, putting up a Twitter and an Instagram very, very soon. Yeah,
1: send us any video clips, audio clips, your reactions to games, and, yeah, our hope is we want to interact with you. We want to talk to the public. That's the best about sports is it brings everyone together.
0: Yeah, So what we want to do. We want to talk to all the super fans out there. Now, without any further ado, let's start the news. Uh, we're going to start off with like the hottest topic that's happening right now. We're recording this on a Tuesday night. Uh, right now, James Harden is looking to leave the Rockets, actually declined his contract, and uh, kind of wants to go to the Nets. What do you think about that, Dom? Uh, I think it's an interesting move. I think it was a two-year, $108 million
1: contract. He decided, extension. he decided not to sign Um, but there was one trade up that I saw about an hour before uh well one trade rumor I saw about an hour before we record here, that the Rockets were looking to make a deal with the Wizards to flip uh Westbrook for John Wall straight up. I don't want
0: that that I'm a Rockets fan, there's a long running joke in my life that (laughs) everyone says I'm a Rockets fan. I'm not I think James Harden is the most elite offensive weapon ever in NBA history. Um that's a hot take. I think that's the first that, hot that is, take. That is the first hot take on I the show. podcast. Let's go. 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 Um, Supposed
1: Lakers fan.
0: I am a diehard Lakers fan. Diehard Lakers fan. So um, yeah. But uh, I don't. I don't want to see him go to. I don't want to see him go to Brooklyn. If it goes to Brooklyn, it's
1: gonna just destroy the East. I think. Um, even with Giannis getting a few more moves, you're gonna have just too many guys. It's gonna be another super team.
0: Well what do Giannis do in the what do they do with the Bucks in off season today?
1: Well the Bucks uh picked, made two big moves so far. They have uh, got Drew Holiday, um, great and they, great young point guard. Oh well, young isn't thirty years old, young. He's young.
0: Thirty he's years old. That's like NBA Prime right there.
1: <laughs> and just basically traded away their the Bucks traded away their life almost for him, but Given rid of Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, Jeez,
2: three first round picks gone. and
1: two first round pick swaps. In their future, so they're going all in for this guy, and then they also got Brogdon, the uh, shooting guard off the Kings, traded away a couple
0: rotation players for him. Do you think this makes them like a competitive in the East? I mean, the East is this weird division that's kind of like the NFC East in football, where mm-hmm. anyone can win it in in uh, NBA East. It's it, just it's, it's just weak enough, you know. It's weak enough to make it exciting. Yeah. I don't understand the
1: Brogden pickup. Brogdon's 28. They just got rid of George Hill, who's 34, so a little bit older. But if you look at their stats, you got Brogdon, who's shooting 37.4 beyond the arc on his Jesus. career. You had Hill lead the league in NBA uh, in the three-point
0: uh, last season. Yeah, but he's, you know how I said, Drew Hall and he's like a young 30. He's like 34 going on 97. The guy's been around for years. Hill's got, like, he's got no knees. It's a, it's a bad rap for him, but, uh. It is, and that's
1: why I don't understand why, like, I understand him as a rotational player, but that's another reason why I'm scratching my head on why the Pelicans even wanted to go with him, because they run a fast pace of play with a lot of young guys. I don't know how you're going to have an old shooter just sit
0: in the corner with that kind of lineup. That's a perfect segue to the next trade we're going to talk about, because a young group of guys just traded for an old guy that can't shoot named Chris Paul, Um (laughs) And they're paying him sixty million dollars for the next two ridiculous years. amount. It's it's a lot, but is this enough to make them competitive enough? I think this is the move that's going to get them into the eighth seed just to get swept by the Clippers or Lakers next year.
1: I don't know about the eighth seed. I can see them getting a little bit more competitive. I'm I'm looking at like maybe 6th seed, possibly. You think seven. Six,
0: Do you think they're better than
1: Utah Jazz right now? Right now, no. I want to see better than Denver Nuggets. No, I don't think they're better than Nuggets. That's what I'm saying. I, Portland. I think they could compete with Portland. I think they're I think better they're than on Portland the Portland level not. if yeah. Ayton continues to grow like we saw at the end of last I mean, season. Ay- Ayton needs to grow. Ayton I mean, he's only go. seven foot two. <laughs> no, but um, as he continues to develop, I think that's going to be a good thing. I can't wait to see what Booker's going to do because Booker, at least from what all I've seen, he's a smart kid. He's really intelligent about what's going on. And I think Chris Paul will just go in and more of a mentorship role, and we're going to see a lot of smart, quick plays coming out of there. And then you're going to rotate over to uh, Chris Paul, who's going to more run a traditional offense set. So it's going to be a... Uh, that is something you can kind of see with like the, the switch between the two, where you have uh, like a more fast-tempo uh, set with Booker, and then you're going to slow it down and play more of a traditional offense when Paul comes in and create more opening for their shooters to go out. Because That's one thing. He's got a lot of young guys who want to shoot.
0: Yeah, I just I just don't see it being the move. I mean, hopefully it's just like a, a thing that they can progress. Booker and Aiden and other guys. They, they did lose Kelly Oubre, which is a big hit. Yeah, and, uh, Ricky and Ricky Rubio. I like Ricky. Like, yeah, he's I mean, been around just, for a while. But... You're just shouting out white point guards because that's all you have left in the NBA.
1: <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that um, one.
0: <laughs> But the champions actually made a move. Our hometown, Los Angeles Lakers, made a big move. Uh, got rid of Danny Green, who we are both on record of saying is hot garbage.
1: Danny Green, I still think his defensive capabilities were helpful, but the man he's could gone, not shoot. The no, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to play this night, but uh, he just couldn't shoot well. Like You could tell like the minute like, he was not consistent... He couldn't be in the clutch. He's a little bit older. He looked shaky. I'm so glad we got Schroeder. He's so much of a higher I, shooter. I
0: love Schroeder. I've loved him when Schroeder's he was in Atlanta. Solid. I thought him playing as off the bench in the Thunder was a great progression for him. I think he's a starter on the Lakers. I know he's not projected to be one. But, man, I'm so excited for this Lakers team next year because I will go on record by saying I didn't like our roster last year and we won a championship. I, I still don't like – the roster, roster was bloated.
1: It felt like you were trying to give too many different guys too many minutes. I agree. It felt like you couldn't play the hot hand.
0: It was just weird. It was just a weird looking roster that doesn't fit in today's NBA, but it worked. And fuck yeah, we got a championship. Oops, sorry, dropped an f bomb. I'm sorry. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: but uh, uh, no,
2: I I'm I, just worried.
1: I'm just worried how much Davis is going to ask for money because if you guys don't know, Davis, uh, Rajon Rondo, and Caldwell Pope all became uh, official free agents. Um, and the rumors right now is Davis is looking to shop around to try to get a bigger contract, which, I mean, he absolutely does deserve. The guy's a stud, uh,
0: amazing There's outside There's no way shot. Davis leaves Los Angeles, and if he does, he becomes the most hated sports figure in Los Angeles history immediately. I
1: mean, I can see that, but I, I'm i just worried about how much are we going to give him? We're going we're to give him easy. everything. I know we're
0: anything we ask for, we're going to give him. I um, hope he doesn't
1: ask for that because it's going to mess us up in the
0: long term. Yeah. Uh, before we go, any predictions to where you think James Harden's going? My prediction is he stays. They get rid of Russell Westbrook and they just continue uh, to figure out what they're doing wrong over there in Houston. They're going to get a new head coach and just, just kind of run it back one more time. Let Harden get 1,000 points again and just let him run this league as the most offensive dynamic player.
1: Honestly, the, the two big spots, because the, the big trade rumors for Russ right now is either going to be the Knicks, Clippers, Pistons, and I've heard some small rumblings from the Hornets, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he's going to go there. Honestly, if the trade rumor for the John Wall move goes, I think Harden stays. Do you think John I, Wall still has anything left in the tank? I think John Wall has something left. especially mm-hmm. he's he's To me, he's a much better passer and much more team-friendly which yeah. Harden needs someone who doesn't mind giving up the ball. It's, it's a little weird, yeah. It's, it's a it's, funky situation. If Russ goes to the Knicks, I could still see Harden staying because the trade rumors I'm hearing for there is Bobby Portis, uh, Frank, Wayne Ellington, and Kevin Knox for Russ if he ends up going to the Knicks, which that will turn that into a more defensive team, more young guys who will split the ball yeah. out and let Harden go into ISO more friendly. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't go through, if those two trades don't go through with Russ, I don't see Harden staying. Or if he does, I don't see him completing the season on the Rockets. He's going to want out.
0: i say we send Russ to China and let him be the first person to average a quadruple double. If he goes to China, he's dropping 100 a game. That's what I'm saying. Let him be, be just the greatest. Be insane. He can be now the greatest international basketball player of all time. Send him to China and let him clean up. Uh, him let's move on to a little bit of a COVID NFL news. Um, this week, I think it's just kind of we're getting used to it of Every week we're going to get a bunch of positives. That's a scary, then, scary
1: statement, but yeah.
0: Yeah, and then somehow, magically, those positives turn into the negatives right before game time, and then we just let have have games.
1: Well, we are seeing more and more of individual, like more backup players being mm-hmm. tested positive. Yeah. Uh, more guys who are on the fringe kind of training camp, because yeah. um, they have a life outside of football, and it's just a lot of close contact. Unless you're in New England. Unless you're in New England, but yeah. you're seeing a lot of close contact calls. Which worries me with some of the young guys who've been caught up with this over the season, just because they need the practice, they need to be there every oh, day yeah. for those. Whereas you see older guys like Ben, like Big Ben over on the Steelers last season or last week, where it didn't matter because he missed the entire week for practice, showed up Sunday, and went bananas again. We saw the classic Steelers
0: oh, yeah. offense, so same, start same Steelers offense with thirty thousand receivers that you can't name. It's it's ridiculous. So um, much depth in that
1: but it.
0: covid has kind of hit another league that's going on right now pretty pretty viciously mm-hmm. uh, right now college football is having a very hard time they had to cancel multiple multiple good games uh, i think it's because believe it or not we're both college age right i mean we are technically just out of college age just well 23 24 is so yeah, that's bubble borderline if you give any college people the ability to go out and party they're going to do it so the fact that COVID is spreading college campuses. No surprise. Everyone knew that that was going to happen. And especially yeah. in a lot of
1: states that are kind of opening up a lot quicker. You have young guys who think that they're invincible. And they're going to just ignore. They're going to want to do what's best for them in the short term. The and fact is,
0: I am 23 and I am invincible slash immortal. Uh, <laughs> that's just a fact. Uh, get back to me in five years. Um how the news, feel the- the, uh, Yeah. Yeah. The uh, other college football update is the one big game that was played this weekend was Michigan versus Wisconsin. Wisconsin hadn't played in two weeks, and Michigan just came off of two losses. This is a big get-back game for Jim Harbaugh, and they got hammered. Oh, they they, it, was it was one of the worst games I've ever seen. Um, Michigan fans are ready to get rid of John Harbaugh, and it's starting to look like John Harbaugh is leaving Michigan. How do you feel about that, Don? Where do you want to see John Harbaugh go next?
1: I think if he leaves, it it, it won't be it won't be a school firing him leaving. It's Harbaugh's too hard headed. We saw with the SF when he was playing in uh, yeah. the NFL. Yeah, it's either going to be a his decision or it's going to be a mutual decision. I don't see Michigan making the move just because Harbaugh is out of all the current active college coaches, he's the tenth most winningest coach. For college football, currently active, he has a point seven two three winning percentage. But he loses the games he needs to win. He loses the games, and I think it's the I think it's the name of Harvard coming in. It is. I, I think if you look at him more along the same lines that like we look at Chip Kelly now. Yeah. If you look at it that way, his team's doing great. Like it's just a lot of it to me is falling back on where the school wants to market themselves because mm-hmm. they are trying to compare themselves to like Ohio every season. Yeah. And uh, what was it, with Harbaugh, it's uh, let me see here, he has
0: three seasons of ten wins, which is great. Great, the Michigan's never had two game two seasons over twelve wins ever. Yeah,
1: Whereas Ohio, that's kind of the norm. I think they've yeah, done it seven times in ten years. Yeah, Something it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, they can't compare themselves to that school until they get the recruiting out. Yeah. That's the biggest thing, is they can't develop a
0: quarterback. I want to see Wrangler's jeans buy out uh, Jim Harbaugh's Michigan contract and have them just have him just work for them forever as, as a spokesman. That's, Basically that's the Brett Favre retirement. For sure. No, but I want him to be everywhere. I want him to be the Peyton Manning State Farm guy. Like, I want that to be Jim Harbaugh's life after this.
1: That would be fantastic that's, to see. I, I see. don't know if Harbaugh will do that. He's too in love with
0: this. Um, the next thing we're going to talk about uh, in news before we get into our next segment is uh, the Masters are this weekend, dude. And uh, I have self-proclaimed myself as one of the... Best mini-golfers of our generation. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the Masters is right on my alley, right? Oh, completely. You can tell. Out of Everyone's saying it's the Masters
1: in mini-golf. If you could go play at your local shop, you could definitely make the Masters. That's what I what think I, was that's what I think
0: saying. Tiger Woods is overrated, but that's a different conversation. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but, uh, Don, give us a little update on what happened on the Masters.
1: Well, for uh, the Masters was kind of a weird situation where you got... Two record-breaking performances with uh, Dustin Johnson scoring 20 under par, breaking Tigers record of uh, 18 under par, which mm-hmm. was great to see. You have Cameron mm-hmm. Smith, the first player to have four rounds in the 60s. Again, just first player to ever do that nowadays. But out of the players and out of the fans, it was a very dull Masters. And a lot of that was not because of the players themselves, not because of the golfers out there, but as the weather.
0: It was so I've been so saying rainy. it for years. At the Masters, they need to like shake it up. Uh, before every hole, they have a shotgun of beer. That would make it so much more exciting.
1: Cause I mean, you just had you had a lot of aggressive play yeah. that worked because of the rain. They overset the grounds, and the ball was it would just drop yeah. and stay there. It wasn't rolling. You didn't see the lake shots. Every
0: other hole, you're not allowed to use the clubs you used on the last that hole.
1: That would shake it up completely. That, that would change, great. and I think period. a lot of golfers would like that. Like, there's a lot of interviews coming out after the game. Where you have a lot of guys saying it wasn't the same without the fans there. They were more confident because there weren't
0: fans.
2: Yeah. They
1: wanted to be more aggressive because they didn't worry about messing up in front of people. Yeah, that's just sad. You need, that, you need that element. You need that stakes to kind of push sure. guys.
0: Yeah. Um So, on our next thing, uh, before we recap some games, there is an event tomorrow that no one seems to be talking about. It's the NBA Draft. And uh, today, me and Don are going to give you our top five picks for the NBA draft. Uh, real quick, we're just going to talk about who, uh, who we think is going to get drafted. So we're going to start off with one and then get to five instead of building it yeah, that
1: way. I, I think the big reason we're ignoring the draft is the, the offseason for the NBA is too tight. I think Five off, weeks is insane. Yeah, I think it's, it's five weeks from when we're recording right yeah. now until the season starts again.
0: And next week, we'll be in full offseason heat. So we'll be able to talk about every trade that happens next week. So be ready for on that episode the new segments gonna be hot. But for right now, Don, who do you have as your number one pick selected by the Timberwolves?
1: It's gross. It's ugly. I hate saying this as a Lakers fan, but it's gonna be another Ball brother. We're gonna have a <laughs> in the league. I, He's uh, going in the top three. I see the T wolves. Donovan
0: game. hates uh, Lon. Uh, I love Lonzo's family. play.
1: It's just there's. It's a circus. It's a circus Lemento- every time Lemento they come. Lebron Ball in. has
0: experience. He's clearly the best. Uh, Prospect in this draft, he's gonna be really, really good. It's just a matter of do the Timberwolves need him? Ah, uh, we'll see.
1: To me, the Timberwolves are in a rebuilding stage. Like they really—they've been rebuilding have, for
0: twenty years. They have
1: been. They only really have Townsend, uh, Russell left. So they've yeah. gotten rid of a lot of their core That's guys. True. I think it will work well. Like, uh, I think Gibson. it will work well with him walking in, but he needs to develop his shot. A little bit better it's not the cleanest thing in the world yeah. but his basketball IQ is there I think they'll translate to a couple minutes in the beginning
0: what do you have for the number
1: two pick I think Warriors traded away to be honest
0: holy crap I wrote in my notes Warriors trade out I don't see that why was a Warriors. hot take for me <laughs> and I thought you were
1: gonna fight me on it no I do not know why the Warriors would care about this pick they're they're keeping their core. The only reason that they're this high is injury last year.
0: I wrote Warriors trade out and get a godly amount of picks. It, it doesn't matter be. who gets. It doesn't matter who they trade with. Anthony Edwards gets off the board. He's a ready to start player with no baggage. I don't
1: see Edwards going two. I saw Wiseman. James yeah, Wiseman I think James Wiseman was my two. I saw James Edwards going three. I just like, if the Warriors stay there. I think Wiseman's okay. He's a big, strong center. They they traditionally don't have star centers, and so just having a solid rotational player yeah. come in would be their recipe. Um,
0: number three, I have the Hornets actually selecting James Wiseman. He's a, a like Donovan was saying he's a big, athletic, young center. Problem is, he did get injured. Mm-hmm. He didn't really get to play that much college. True, but there's a lot of potential there. He's seven foot one at the age of nineteen, which means he can grow even more, and he plays like Anthony Davis. I know it's crazy to say that What? no one plays like Anthony Davis. He does. He ball handles. He wants to be a point guard, but he's a center. It could be a disaster, and I can't wait to watch it. Honestly,
1: I love that because it's the Hornets, and that's probably what it'll end up being. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I want the best for them.
0: Yeah. like I, I That's
1: why I see the Anthony Edwards pick being there, just because he's a great scoring talent. They need a spark. They need someone. Who will come will come into the league and immediately make a difference. I don't see why he's been being able to do that for the first few years.
0: I got you. Uh, number four pick, Bulls. I selected them Opie Toppin. Uh, right. he was the best college player in uh, he was the best college player in basketball last year. He selected that award. Uh he's a really good forward, he can dunk. He's gonna he's gonna win some dunk competitions in the next few years.
1: If Bull has picked one, I see them going with Halliburton for this pick. Mm-hmm. Just to me, it's they need. he needs the littlest uh, transition time to get to the NBA. He's, he's a really heads-up guy. He looks like his shot is solid. He doesn't have the same ceiling as I see a ball brother doing, but he's mm-hmm. ready to come in and Shots play out straight me. out the gate.
0: LeVar's going to find you no, instead. I'll say the ball has a higher ceiling. It's
1: going to take him a little bit mm-hmm. to transition because he's been playing Australian ball versus the U.S., but I could see him having a much longer career and lots more talent straight out right now, but Halliburton looks ready to play and the Bulls need that.
0: Number five pick, Cavs. Who do you have?
1: Honestly, to me, I think the Cavs will trade up.
0: Oh! Just
1: because there's... So you think the Cavs are going to go for that Warriors? I thing. think the Cavs and Warriors might flip just because I really like, um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, it's from the Aviv League, uh, Denny name's Danny
0: Abadici. His Danny Villeneuve He's a director for uh, Interstellar. Completely, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I know who you're talking about. He's a really good player. Yeah, the, the
1: 6'9", 215-pound kid who plays both forward positions really well. Mm-hmm. Has a great, uh, amazing basketball IQ, i say, up there with one of the Ball brothers. Yeah. Uh, really defensive-minded, which the Cavs need, and they prefer that. They have a really strong defensive team historically. For sure. Um, you can't teach that body control, the length that he uses. And if they do not trade Frank in that rush trade, I think that'll make for a scary forward tandem to try to defend, Maybe, like to try to same. go up against.
0: I uh I actually selected Killian Haynes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a really solid point guard, which is just something the Cavs are gonna end up doing. Uh, Sexton's not like Sexton's not. not yeah, he's not it last season. Yeah, and uh, he played in the Euroleague. He was really good in the Euroleague. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the little bump that uh, that uh, the Mavs Euroleague player, what's his name? Uh, the guy on the Mavs forgot his name. Luka Doncic. There you go. Yeah. I was going to let I you get that one. Luka Doncic like, is, and, uh, I think he's giving all these Euro players a little bump in their draft stock. And uh, uh, Killian Haynes, I think he's coming off the board at five. I think he's probably the most pure point guard in this draft.
1: I can see that, yeah. Haynes is going to be, he's going to be in demand. Yeah. Um, I can see a team trading up with the Warriors come pick him up early. Uh, But yeah, like, Doncic is doing great for the Euro league
0: um all right yeah i mean that's the end of that we're going to our next segment uh this is a very special segment we call victory lap uh victory lap is my favorite uh you know segment of the show because this is where we get to gloat and talk about if our team won this week and one of our teams won this week didn't it Don? Oh, sadly. Oh, yeah. I uh, thought we had it
1: this week. The uh, yeah.
0: Indianapolis Colts, which is my NFL team, uh, actually won on Thursday Night Football. I like to call it the game that everyone already forgot because it's Wednesday by the time you're hearing this, so it's almost been a week in a division that no one cares about. But the Colts won a game, and I'm finally like, I'm finally accepting Philip Rivers as a quarterback. I've never wanted to say that because it's Philip Rivers as a quarterback. He's the
1: most heartbreaking guy to watch
0: sometimes. But but we might win games.
1: You'll win a few games. To me, this game signaled like we all knew the Colts defense was phenomenal. Yeah, we're they have been it's it's a great thing to watch. To me this game signaled more about the Titans to me than the Colts.
0: I feel like we're just a more competent Bears.
1: I can see that, yeah. Like Phillip Rivers is just slightly better passer than Nick Foles, to me, overall. It's Better Like, you have stronger linebackers. I just see the Titans losing this game as taking a huge hit.
0: Yeah. So, uh, let's go Colts. We got a really good game against the Packers next week. Uh, We'll see how I bet on that later. Um, Guys, it's time for the recaps of the week. We call this thing Game Time. We're going to start off with pretty much the best game of the year, I would like to say. The Bills versus Cardinals, Doc?
1: What was that game? That was something... Magical to watch reminds me of the Chiefs-Ram games a few seasons seasons ago. It was just one of those historic shootouts.
0: So, for those of you who don't Uh know, me and Donovan have been pounding the table for Josh Allen and Kyler Murray since March. I think your hot take at the beginning of this season was Kyler's winning the MVP. I said it back in March before they uh, got DeAndre Hopkins. I said, Kyler Murray is going to be in the MVP talk and he will win MVP. And every everyone I know looked at me like I was a sociopath.
1: And then the minute Hopkins showed up, we're like, "Oh, this is why," because you could see the mobility of Kyler. He's one of the only guys that can cut without yeah. changing entire body direction. He looks like a soccer player when he plays.
0: Me saying that, I still don't believe in Cliff Kingsbury as a coach. I I personally don't, but uh, you know, prove me wrong, dude. I think Kyler is a top five quarterback talent we've seen in this in this league right now. Easily, and
1: uh, on the other side
0: of the ball, you have Josh Allen. I
1: have him starting in almost every single one of my fantasy leagues. I wouldn't have yeah. hunted him out. Mm-hmm. The The fact the guy is can run yeah, really he, well and has a cannon for him, that digs straight in the offseason. is just showing just absolutely why he can run an offense yeah. if you just let him loose.
0: Uh, b- before, uh, before that insane play by DeAndre Hopkins on the Hale Murray, uh, which I'm sure everyone's seen a thousand times, Stephon Diggs technically caught the game winner before. Oh, following the court front corner of the game. Yeah, it was was a beautiful play, and the announcer even said Stephon Diggs is the best receiver in the league right now. And DeAndre Hopkins said it. Heard that and said, "No."
1: No Hopkins. What was a quote I saw on Instagram afterwards where? Uh, Kyler just said, I knew Hopkins was down there somewhere. Yeah. And Hopkins said, they, they out-positioned me three ways. I still don't know how I caught that ball.
0: I haven't seen a play like that great since. to see. When I saw that, you know what I thought of? Yeah, Calvin man. Johnson.
1: Calvin Johnson. Oh, my a goodness. A tear <laughs> shed
0: down my eye, and I was, I, I was like, somewhere. Calvin Johnson looks down on this team, and he's like, thank you, New Hopkins, for remembering me. I think he's, I mean, in my eyes, he's probably dead, so I
1: don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I, that just looked like such an Aaron Rodgers type Hail Mary. And it's phenomenal to see, uh, like I, I, we can go on this game for another 20 minutes, like easily sideline catch. I think he's underrated with his hands. He's a great number three for a young quarterback where all you got to do is just get it in the vicinity. And that man's going to make that, that hard, tough catch that we were traditionally seeing out of him.
0: Oh yeah. Um, so next game is Eagles versus Giants. And, uh, before we uh, talk about this game, we actually have our very first caller, our very first fan. His name is Philly Joe, and we're going to throw it to him for a quick recap.
2: Hey, it's, uh, it's Philly Joe here. The Eagles were fucking awful, man. I'm telling you, we're the worst joint in all of Philly. We're the worst fucking sports team. Oh, don't even get me started. All right, first, pe- first things first off, Doug Peterson needs to be gone he couldn't call an offense if his life fucking depended on it i'm tired of it i'm over and listen carson mr carson sleeps the first half he's out here picking his ginger pubes the entire first half like he doesn't want to fucking win I can't stand it. Yeah, he played better in the second half, and we got receivers who just constantly drop balls. I don't go to the market, and they just throw my meat on the floor. Do your fucking job what you get paid for. I don't go down and get a Philly cheesesteak, and they just slap my meat on and don't put on the fucking cheese whiz. That would be the same thing. I don't fucking get it. And here's the thing. Miles Sanders, he's beautiful, he looks good. But it's going to be time that we need to see Jalen Hurts soon. Except I'm tired of seeing Jalen Hurts come in and run these stupid fake handoffs every play. If my five-year-old can figure out what the fuck play is coming, you think that they can't figure out the same thing? I can't stand it, man. They should change the name of the Philly Special to just the Philly Special, and it should be the fucking lose every time. The Philly Special is that we can't win a game. We lost to the New York Giants and the Washington football team. Don't worry. We still have one more game against the Dallas Cowboys to fucking lose to them too. Man, we are a terrible team. Alshon Jeffrey getting time over Travis Fulgham. All Sean Jeffrey should be working at the fucking grocery store, bagging my groceries before the games. Not out here. One target and zero catches. Duh. We're a terrible franchise. Die, Eagles, die. We're never going to win again. We're, we're going to lose. We play the Packers, the Seahawks. The Cardinals, the Browns, and another good team the next five weeks. We're not going to win a single game until after Christmas. My Christmas present to my family is going to be me hanging in the garage when we go 0-5 over the next five games. I'm done. This is Philly Joe. See you later.
0: All right, guys. That was Philly Joe. Very, very passionate. If I had to, if I had to say anything, that guy was very, very angry.
1: Well, and I feel like a lot of Eagles fans are like coming off the – Super Bowl a little while ago, their use, they they want that winning culture. They want their team yeah to be able to close out, especially against a divisional opponent that they've had such hardship with over the like over their history. No,
0: I I, I agree. It's just Philly needs to understand that they suck. <laughs> like a su- I mean, they know. I mean, you just yeah. heard him. He said he was going to kill himself this week, um, which is you know. I mean, well, it's dramatic. Yeah. No, but, I mean, it's about accurate. I feel like a lot of Philly fans
1: like. You expected so much coming to this game. You have Godert back, you have Alshon back, you have Sanders back. The offense is the healthiest it's been all season. And no one has hands anymore. They all look like Nelson Aguilar last season. Like I
0: just think it's no a curse. One hold I, I've been saying it for a long time, but I think the Philadelphia Eagles sold their soul to win a Super Bowl. And now they're in obscurity for the next 10 years. I can see it. The Giants looked good.
1: And that's what scares me.
0: Hey, I have it written here in my notes. I know every commentator in sports is talking about this right now. I've been saying it for about two weeks now. The Giants should win this division. The Giants are a good team that are in every single game. Mm -hmm. They have lost... Games, but all their games have been by one possession. They like the Chargers. The biggest thing to me is they kept it close to the Bucks. That's a big, that's a big green light for them. They're a, a bad team that's not tanking. They're not like these other teams that are tanking. They genuinely are trying to win because Joe Judge loves passion and he loves to hate his players. He makes his team run laps. He makes 35 year old men run laps when they miss an assignment. Some people are like, that's old school football. I love it like that. I'm just like, ah, I mean, don't do that. They're going to blow a hamstring. <laughs> it's a little nervous with that,
1: but one, one big thing I saw this week, and I it, to me I hope they continue with the Giants' one success, they're finding creative ways to get Ebony from the ball. Because yeah. the man could not catch anything over five yards for most of this season. And they have this one, the fake handoff, pitch it up to him up the gut, let his athleticism get the work done finding creative ways to get him, and just letting the athlete run if he's not getting the ball because he's covered or just dropping it. To me, it's a good sign for them moving forward with that. I
0: I agree. Um, Giants are probably going to win this division. Uh, I do have a little hot take coming out later for predictions of the future. Uh, We'll get to that in a minute. Um, But next game we're going to talk about is the Rams versus Seattle. Uh, The Seattle Seahawks. Um, I'm going to say it. I know people are starting to say it, but I've been saying it once again. Call me no Shadamas because I don't think Russell is going to win MVP. I think all he looks that. That's so sloppy. It's just, he's not as good as. I mean, he's great. He's the second best quarterback in the league. How dare I say that? But his team is terrible. It's the defense.
1: The offense was working, but Russ, it looked like he was fixating too much on the idea of what the defense was showing him. And they didn't. Even, they rarely tested out DK against Ramsey. Like well, DK and is, Ramsey was shutting him down. No, Ramsey was shutting him down. But at least throw up a fifty-fifty ball and let your humongous human being at least go up and try to get it. Like classic Mike Evans look. Just throw it up high in the general vicinity in a one-on-one and see what happens. Yeah, because there's no way that I don't think Ramsey's going to try to like, be able to pick it with DK right there.
0: Look, I think the Rams. My brother asked me five weeks ago, is the Rams defense a top-five defense? And I told him yes. And he said, I'm out of my mind, and I'm smoking crack. (laughs) And I asked him last night, are the Rams a top-five defense? And he sighed and said yes. The Rams defense is playing outside of their mind. This is a team that is winning with defense. Sean McVay, I know for the past year, people have kind of been like, oh, he's a good offensive weapon. I think Sean McVay is the closest we're getting to Bill Belichick. I could see that. I,
1: one guy I think has slept on in that defense is Darius Williams. Uh, like you saw him show out because they weren't even looking Ramsey's way. It was basically mm. Revis Island all over again. Yeah, cool. Williams got two picks and three deflections.
0: No, he got three picks.
1: He got three picks, but
0: he dropped. Oh, they called one yeah. back. He should have really caught three. That picks. should
1: have been. And you can see that there's other players stepping up besides Darnold. Yeah, and Ramsey on that defense. I I think they're going to be. I think
0: Seattle's defense. Not, I think. We all know Seattle's defense is historically terrible. Um, (coughs) No, they are. And uh, uh, you remember when they traded for Jamal Adams? And everyone's like, oh my God, they're so broken. They're so OP. The the Seahawks are going to be so good. Uh, I have a hot take. Jamal Adams was never good. Really? Yeah, I just think compared to the shitty other players on the Jets, he looked great. Now, I told my brother this, and he said I, once again, smoked crack rocks. So in three weeks when I'm right, I can't wait to hear him say I was right. Um, you okay, Donovan? Yeah, I'm going to fight you on that one. Yeah, I bet. Um, I like Jamal look. Adams. He came out with a few sacks over the last yeah, few weeks. Yeah, that's all he does. He wants to play linebacker. Put him at linebacker, then. Stop calling him a safety. I
1: Put him at linebacker or put him as a slot
0: corner, and he will do phenomenal there. Low football focus ranked him the 72nd. Safety in the league this year, out of ninety-four safety, he's not a true safety, and he and he shouldn't be treated as one. He's he's he's
1: basically a corner for a tight end. He's like he's a designated corner for a tight end.
2: That
0: position is called safety, ladies and gentlemen. So oh, I know,
1: but I would um, not bring him out there and leave him back there. I would bring him up on the line, let him punish. Linebacker would be great for
0: him. My next little hot take about this game: Rams are much better than everyone thought. They have a game on Monday night against uh, Tampa Bay. And I think they're going to win. Really? And I think everyone's going to start realizing, huh, the Rams are a Super Bowl contender. I get, That is a hot take. Wow. I think the Rams are top three team in the NFC right now. Oof.
1: I don't know if they could beat out the Bucs this week. Just I think I it's think... the
0: Saints. The Packers and the Rams are the three best teams in the NFC,
1: which is wow. tough. Cause I don't know the Saints' future going forward. If you guys in here earlier, um, Drew Brees has multiple fractures and a collapsed lung after last week. It was kind of strange watching the game where break. he pulled himself out, and there was no explanation why, but he stayed on the sideline. Mm-hmm. I, 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 if he's back, I can see the Saints being that, especially with Michael Thomas finally healthy, but. Who know? Like I've only seen a couple quarterbacks go out and play with a uh, collapse like that. One of which was Tony Romo.
0: Yeah, Tony Romo. Was, like uh, he's the last one I can remember. Yeah, my head. yeah. It's uh, I yeah. I hated Tony Romo playing. He's cool now though. I love um, him now, but as, at Breeze's age, I don't know if they're gonna rush him back. And I could see that they don't need to rush him. They finally get to open the playbook to Jameis. I they finally the, the Saints no longer have to, you know, play little baby game where they are like we can't throw fifteen yards. Jameis is in now, baby. You I can just, you can do anything you want in the playbook. I just, you I'm so glad with. to
1: have the best baker in the league back. Like, there's just gonna be so. I'm I'm looking forward to this game of the Falcons. This is gonna be a crazy shootout. In my I have a little
0: uh, stat prediction for uh, Jameis Winston against Falcons: hmm. three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Oh, I'll bet you on that one. That that's, you want to do a little bet? A little yeah, better yeah. We'll, we'll do something on that. All right, all right. How about this? If I win that bet. You have to do the next show shirtless. Down. Okay. And Sounds everyone's cool.
1: going to see this
0: terrible right. body that... Yeah, because I mean, we're going to take a picture of it. Um, all right, cool. Deal. Done. All right. We'll Done on that. have to be shirtless. I do um, not see him. I'm seeing no interceptions. Jameis, I'm putting my faith in you. Show us why you got that LASIK. Uh, next game we are going to be talking about. We only have two games left that we're going to be talking about. But the next game is the Broncos versus the Raiders. And we actually have a special treat. We got a call from a very drunk Raider fan named Raider Eddie. Uh, He's going to show us how much passion Raider fans really have.
3: Let's go! All right. So, it was a good game for the Raiders. Very good game. Um, Honestly, the only reason why we beat them is because of our defense. Our defense got pressure, good coverage in the back end, you know, by Jeff Heath and um, Damon Arnett. Trayvon Mullen had a bad game. But, I mean, he's dealing with a hamstring injury. So, I mean, I get it. I understand it, it is what it is. But um, our defense kept us in the game. Our offense was struggling, especially in between second, the second and third quarter. Turned it on in the end of the third quarter with our running game. And we need to establish that. But I'm really scared for the for the rest of the season because, I mean, look at our offensive line. Our offensive line is depleted. We're on, like, our third string right tackle. That That's really going to hurt us in the long run, you know, if we can't get health, healthy. I mean, we got KC next week, and then after that, I think we got the, the Falcons or the Chargers again. I think it's the Falcons. I don't know. But I mean, next week is for pretty much for the division, so we have to get healthy. I don't know how we're going to do it, but Richie Incognito has to come back. Trent Brown, he has to come back. Uh, Cohen Miller has to come back. Our whole office, offensive line has to come back for next week. They have to. If, if we want to win the division and want to get a, a home field advantage in the playoffs, then they have to come back next week. and. Against the Chiefs, but um, overall uh, we did a pretty good game on defense. I was very proud of the defense. We stepped up four turnovers. Um, what was it? Three picks, two by Jeff Heath, one by Nick Kwiatkowski, and then a fumble recovery by I think it was Nick Nick Morrow. Uh, I think Junior caused that fumble. But it was it was excellent. But we just got to be very consistent on the on the pass on the the pass rush. But um I see us losing maybe two games probably to KC next week and then maybe to Miami but that's going to be iffy. We have to beat Miami in in Indy down the road. But overall I feel pretty good after this win. Pretty good for the rest of the season. We just got to get healthy.
0: Wow, Eddie, way to bring the energy. That's exactly what we wanted to hear from our second fan. Um I felt like he was the saddest Every anyone's ever been off a win. Which is crazy, because well, it that's kind of what the
1: Raiders are doing to you this year, yeah. I think. Is you have some bad beats and then some games where you have Josh Jacobs go basically imitating Dalvin Cook and throwing the entire team on his back.
0: Yeah. And that's what this one felt like. Are the Raiders real? I don't think so. I don't think they're real. I think they're good. I think they're a team that can beat any team. But not consistently. Not consistently. They're going but to play an upset you look at to a lot of the they've teams. Beaten. It's impressive. They beat the Saints, dude.
1: And I don't. I still am scratching my head on that game. Because the defense, other than he... They
0: beat no the Chiefs. Sport.
1: I don't see that. Look, coming up this week, they play again. I think Andy Reid's going to come against it. That's part of that. the
0: division, yeah. But that's not fair. I feel like people are going to be like, oh, it, was a, it wasn't a real game. The Chiefs had a bye week. You give Andy Reid a bye week to prepare for a team an extra week he's going to dismantle the Raiders and if he doesn't then congratulations Raiders you are getting ready for a great season and you guys are already having a great season live it up um
1: I see a lot of this game being solely on Drew Locke a lot of there's five turnovers <laughs> two of them were picks to Heath. I'm so sick of Drew Locke
0: does everyone like Drew Locke because he knows rap songs is that what it is I think that's what it is. Like he's just on the sideline rapping to Jeezy, and I like it. I I like that white guy's cringy
1: touchdown celebration where he kind of just throws. I think he has swag. Okay, I think he's
0: got all kinds of swagger. But like, Drew Locke is going down as one of the greatest garbage shine quarterbacks of all time. Oh, without a doubt.
1: I mean, Tim Patrick and Jerry Judy have talent. Like they have guys who can make plays. I would, just, they love,
0: play so sloppy. I would love for Jameis Winston to go like do the Teddy Bridgewater and just win a couple games, let Drew Brees come back, and then let him get signed by the Denver Broncos, and then him have all these beautiful receivers to go 40 for 40 next year.
1: That would be great to see. You. Just Melvin 40 Gordon touchdowns, dude. 40
0: interceptions, guys. <laughs>
1: He's going to break his own record next season. Yes. Uh, I'm just worried about the Broncos' resolve of coming. Like they play the Dolphins, the Saints, and then the Chiefs coming up, and that's going to be a tough stretch of road for them. That's going to going to be. We're going to really stuff. see how much like spunk that team has by the end of
0: this. Um, the last game we are going to talk about is the Ravens versus Patriots. Um, how do you feel about losing? Donovan is a Ravens fan, a diehard Ravens fan. He's wearing a Lamar Jackson jersey right now. Don, how do you feel about losing the first game completely played underwater?
1: I mean, the Neptune Bowl. Was... Yeah, the Atlantis Bowl? <laughs> the Atlantis Bowl. The Atlantis Cup. Oh my goodness. That was such a... Like, it was so hard to even just watch on TV. because The screen was gray for half of it. It felt like just how strong that rain was coming down. I felt really confident going in just because when it's raining like that, quarterbacks aren't throwing the ball too often. A lot of ground game. What are the Ravens known for? We had... Two guys go over a thousand last season on the ground. I was yeah. really hopeful. We
0: it's
1: looked just, dead in the water.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got you guys second stagnant
1: and defense up until basically towards the end of the third quarter. It just looked like we were, like it, it was like depressing.
0: Weird. Like yeah, I, yes, it was so bad to see. I uh, I was, was one no of the guys emergency. that was high on Cam Newton. I was wrong about that take. I was high on Cam Newton in the first two weeks, and when he was doing good in the first two weeks, I said, "I don't like what's going on." I didn't. I didn't like what he was. Doing. What he was showing, everybody was high on him, and I, I was very very concerned because I didn't see it. When you make Cam Newton look like the best quarterback on a f- football field this year, you're in a bad position. Because last Surely. week the Patriots barely won against the Jets, and he didn't even look better than Joe Flacco. And this week he looked better than Lamar Jackson. Is Lamar Jackson the problem? I don't think he's the problem. Uh, to
1: me, the 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 two Giant warning signs I saw in this game was the Ravens' center, who had yeah. six fumbles. You came, how do you have six in a game as a center?
0: Is this a throwaway game because of how rainy it was? Like, can you just kind of like throw away what happened, throw the film out?
1: I don't think it's a throwaway game because. Is, is
0: this who you think your team is? I don't think
1: this is who the team is. I think this is a turning point game. If we need, because last week the Ravens had a similar fumbling issue with their center, but he had a big cut on his hand. I'm thinking maybe it might be just some kind of memory back to that. We are missing Brandon Williams went out. We didn't have Calais Campbell, LJ for which stopped the run.
0: Don, everybody's
1: hurt. Jimmy Smith, everyone's hurt.
0: Everyone has COVID. Every you can't I don't like to blame calls, and I don't like to blame injuries.
1: No, I'm not blaming, I'm just saying we're missing two of our best defensive run stoppers. Oh, and I, it, I, and yeah. it helped Harris look even better with 121 on the ground. He's he's a stud. He's a stud. Harris is a stud, and the O line was moving dudes. The O line, I think, finally is clicking. Yeah. They have this consistent back that they could trust back there. I, to me, the Ravens are going to step it up next week. We play the Titans. That's going to be that's going to be our. This is yeah, who our name. team is. This will define the season. I like. I think this is the this was the Patriots' definition game on whether or not they were tanking. They came out like this was their Super Bowl. Like Cam was throwing the ball in the rain. to looked
0: good. Is. Is New England going to try to get in the playoffs?
1: I think they're going to try to force it in. I mean, do
0: you, you think Co- they have Hill? a shot?
1: I think they have an outside chance at it. If the Dolphins, if two, if the shoe drops on Tua as a rookie, I think the Patriots will be right there to sweep it. Yeah, I, I mean,
0: Tua's been playing. tua playing great. We're not talking about that game today, but we'll probably pick it up next week, seeing how, how well we do. doing. No, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. We, we have um, that's a great, That's he's a Great team to watch right Any now. other notes on uh, any other games that you want to talk about? Other than Myers looking solid, I don't... Uh, yeah, Jacoby Myers played out of his mind. I
1: think he's he's a true number one for that team. I don't and know if he's a true number one. I think he's just like a... No, for that team right now. Mm,
0: do you remember uh, Terrell Pryor when he was on the, the Browns? And he played quarterback, running back, and receiver. That's Jacoby so, Myers right now.
1: I think Myers comes across as a less gadgety kind of guy, than Terrell Priors. Uh like Belichick is known to let his receivers have some fun throwing the ball. Yeah. I think my I think Myers is more for that because it's a Belichick system rather than his history previously playing quarterback in the lower divisions. Mm-hmm. I to me they just looked at sync. Ham and Myers look in sync and that's it's worrisome
0: oh man. Uh so we messed up. We've been doing this whole thing without our very nice mics. <laughs>
1: Eh, it's a learning curve. That's all fine. Yeah, I That's mean, next,
0: next week, hopefully, we have a way better audio sync. This is what we will normally sound like. Um, but, uh, yeah, sorry about that, guys. It's all right. We're on to our next segment anyway. We're done with the games. Uh, guys, uh, our next little uh, segment is called Beast of the Week, where we pretty much give like a one-minute like little breakdown of who we thought impressed us the most this week. Um, Don, who's your beast of the week?
1: You had a lot of guys show out this week, like Ronald Jones with his uh, 192 and a TD, Chubb with his 126 and a TD, Hines going wild for the Colts, yeah, uh, with his 70 on the ground, 45 to the air. But, but who's your beast of the week? My beast of the week has to be Alex Smith this week with his 290 or 390 passing like it was just it was such a great thing to see I his back to back 300 plus games that's a feel good beast it was a feel good beast and it just it's one of those guys I was so excited to see him do it like I expected this from Chubb no, you I, kind of get, get these you. games from Jones it was unexpected and you just saw Alex Smith have a fun time out there
0: i i agree I I think it was it felt good. I I would have liked to see them win, but uh, mm-hmm. he did something better. He he covered the spread for me, and that's all that really matters. <laughs> that's um, all that matters in football, right? Covering yeah. spreads. Um, my beast of the week is Kyler Murray. I will no longer uh take any crap for anyone that says he's bad. I think he's the future of the NFL. I think he's Russell Wilson esque. I think he plays football at such a high level mm-hmm. that. He shows everyone that he's the most dominant player at his position right now. No, he's doing great. And And his numbers are better than Lamar's last year.
1: Oh, they are. But The one thing I love about Kyler right now is the team dedication to him. You saw that you have an amazing talent, a young guy, and you went and got weapons to move around him.
0: Yep. All right, that was Beast of the Week. Now we're almost done with this little podcast, guys. We're in our last two segments, but this one is our favorite. This is where we make, we put our money where our mouth is, literally. We call this the gambling ring. Uh, So for a little uh, context of what our gambling ring is, uh, every week we have to pick an over-under bet, a spread bet, and an outright game to win. Along with that, we have our very first sponsor, uh, mm-hmm. It's called uh, it's called the Your Last Resort Parlay, where we have to do a five-team parlay. Uh, we're actually sponsored by Your Last Resort's Productions. Yeah, they, they actually, help us put
1: all this on every week.
0: Yeah, every every continuing week that we're going to be doing mm-hmm. this. Um, yeah, uh, but it's, it's a little weird. They don't give us money to bet, and uh, if we actually hit these bets, we actually have to give them the money.
1: This is how we keep the lights on. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah. We are literally throwing everything we say with the gambling ring we're going to be throwing down with you guys, so if there's heartbreak, if there's anguish, no, I'll be in my Ravens blankets sitting on the couch bawling my eyes out because who knows what's going to happen.
0: And uh, for my first <laughs> over-under, if the Jets and Chargers don't hit under at 47.5, uh, I don't know how I'm going to feed my son this week. Oh, jeez, that's such a dark <laughs> thing.
1: Honestly, my big my big pick this week, I think the Falcons upset the Saints. I really think so. The, the, the Falcons are used to seeing Jameis. He was in the division. Uh, is, that,
0: is that your uh, game line, money line?
1: No, I'm going spread. Saints are seven-point favorites. For I, If you're not as confident as I am in the Falcons, take the spread. I want to take Falcons on a money line. They look like the best dogs this week, in my opinion. Mm. Um, let's, Dan, uh, they're looking better without Dan Quinn. Saints are 3-3 three and three against the spread when they're favored by seven points in their last six games. Uh, I need stats. No, I'm throwing up stats because nah. this makes me more confident. I see it with in their my last, eyes. And I'm like, I'm gonna lose money. In their last eight away games, Atlanta seven and one against the spread, Jesus. six and two straight up. This is the time of season where Atlanta goes, hey guys, we have hope. Yeah. We're gonna go eight and eight. We're gonna Let's go not, seven and nine. And we
0: won't change anything for next year, and then when it all happens again, you'll be okay with it.
1: I and especially with Breeze out this week. I see the Falcons just coming out as aggressive as possible. Watch Julio put up some big numbers this week.
0: So, so what is your uh, over under bet this week? Your your go to over under.
1: My go to over under is gonna be the Dolphins Broncos. What's the over under? It's at? sitting at forty four and a half points right now. That's You're taking such, the over. Uh, I'm taking the over in a big way. That seems like such a low line. Mm. Uh, the Dolphins will get turnovers. They will make Drew Locke make mistakes. I'm going to be honest, And they will put up numbers on it.
0: I love that bet.
1: I feel good about it just on the garbage time prospect of Drew Locke. He'll put up two touchdowns in garbage time alone.
0: Yeah, he's the garbage time king. He Um, is this king this year. My spread bet uh, is going to be the Cardinals plus three. I think Thursday night the Cardinals play the Seahawks in Seattle. And I think they're going to win. The line shifted to three and a half this morning. Right, I'm even gonna,
1: better. I'm going to put more money. You on get it. that ha- You get that half point putting, extra. Putting putting more money on it. Yeah, the Cardinals are 12 and four and two against the spread since last season. Like they they cover the spread consistently. Jesus. Like they they know how to put up numbers. I'm liking the historic factor there. Plus, the Seahawks defense is hot garbage right yeah, now. Yeah, I so. think so too. Especially coming off for that big win against the Bills. I see the Cardinals taking the division, honestly.
0: I bet them in August to win the division. I'm loving it. I'm loving um, it. Um, My money line game of the week Bengals win. Really? Yeah, Bengals to win.
1: Bengals win on the money
0: line? Yeah. I could
1: see it. That's not a bad. I feel like you weren't move. as enthusiastic as I'm I wanted. I'm not. I like Washington. I think they're one of those
0: underdog teams. You told me before last week happened, you think Washington was going to win the division. I think still Washington still has an outside shot. Mm, I don't see the Eagles doing it. Like I, I have like a I have
1: a big hot take on the Cowboys later, but I see Washington having a decent outside shot on this division. If Alex Smith keeps up the play, doesn't have the turnovers, I could see it.
0: It's crazy that that division's still wide open. Oh my god, it's um, terrifying.
1: My big money line this week, though, is going to be Green Bay against the Colts. I don't know how the Colts are favored, especially with Hughes. Al Lazard back. That defense is strong, but you have Aaron Rodgers coming off a loss. The Colts are 9-2-1 and one against the spread against NFC teams traditionally, but their running back group is not consistent. I think this is the game that Rivers throws two, three interceptions.
0: Hey, Don. Mm-hmm. I'm betting on the Colts to win. And I'm not saying that as a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that as a gambler, and you know that there's a difference.
1: Yes, there is a big difference.
0: I think the Colts are going to win this game, and I'm gonna bet the over. I don't even know what the spread is. The spread on. is a, a
1: point and a half right okay. now. I like the. I saw this one stat. I love it's Green Bay, straight up, when they're playing as underdogs are nine and two since the beginning of last season. Aaron Rodgers. Likes being the underdog. It gives that. him that chip on his shoulder back.
0: But here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. didn't lose last week, which means he's not that mad for this week.
1: I think he's. I think we're going to have a little bit of a Mad Rodgers because they played sloppy last week. They gave mm. Jacksonville a shot at a win, and yeah. that's a terrifying thing with Jake Lute.
0: But they can't give the Colts a shot. Colts kind of like are one of those teams that like they're not good, but if you play Their sloppy against consistent. them, they'll win.
1: Yeah. Their offense is just going to plod down the field. Um, the biggest variable is what Rivers is going to do. And if it comes to a shootout against Aaron Rodgers, I
0: don't trust Rivers. Yep. Yeah, I, that's my, yeah. ba- that's I, my I biggest takeaway. I just don't trust Rivers in a shootout. My heart's already going to be broken. I can't believe I'm already trusting him. All right, guys. <laughs> it's time for your last resort parlay. Uh, this is where we give you a five-team parlay. We put our money where our mouth is, and we tell you what's the best parlay to bet. Donovan, what is your parlay?
1: I went a little more conservative with my parlay this week. I'm loving the Chiefs pick against the Raiders. Giving, I have them in my parlay. Yeah, you're giving Andy Reid a week to prepare. I just, God help whoever steps in front of Andy Reid yep. when he has time to prepare. <laughs> like, it's like giving Belichick a week. It's disgusting. The Steelers are going to run through the Jags. I mean, I have them as well in my yeah, car life. they they play down to their competition, but they just have too much elite talent to bail them out. I mean, they barely, they almost lost to the Cowboys. We saw elite talent come in.
0: I can. Uh, they're they're eleven and a half point uh, spread right now, mm-hmm. uh, favorites, and I'm debating on betting Jags at eleven and a half only because Steelers are all time play down to your competition team. They
1: are, but I don't. I don't. Really know, it comes up. in the James Conner. I think the Jags score. The Jags do score. I think the biggest point to me is if they get James Conner involved. If they do it yeah. like they did against the Cowboys, where they try to rest him because he is injury prone, I can see that game getting a little closer with Snell in. But the nope. Steelers, if they play it smart, they're just going to run this game. Um, um my third team is going to have to be the Dolphins.
2: I'm I loving, have Miami in. Yes, too. I'm loving wow. that pick.
1: Like I really love the Dolphins this week as being uh, the favored. Like. If they're going to tell us anything based on the Rams game, if you turn over the ball to the Dolphins, they will punish you for it. That's a fact. And over, like, what was it, over the last, or in five games, Drew Locke has had three multiple interception games. Yeah, dude, He's only no- he knows
0: rap lyrics. That's the only reason he has a job still.
1: No, he's. I think he's just singing him to him, and he just forgets that there's other guys on the field. Sometimes yeah, that are going against him. Whack. The Dolphins' defense is averaging in three weeks. They are averaging a defensive touchdown, an interception, and a fumble recovery per Jesus, game. Jesus, this man. defense is gonna eat.
0: Flores is legit.
1: No, they're gonna feed. Yeah. Like the Dolphins are gonna feed this week. I mean, the horses and are up to be your served. last team. Well, I have two more, five team, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. You, so Steelers,
0: Chiefs, Dolphins. Dolphins. Oh, yeah. I got the Chargers. Holy crap! We didn't talk about we did not coordinate parlay beforehand. Well, I mean, because these but are also, these are the
1: lock picks. I feel these are like my mortal lock four picks. Like my, my I will fifth, bet so I, much on these. I'm willing four. to bet a
0: thousand dollars right now. We don't have the same last team. Oh, for
1: sure we don't. Yeah. I know we don't. Yeah. I mean, the Chargers playing the Jets. Nick Bosa's back. Sam Darnold might start if Sam Darnold starts. Oh, good heavens! I feel bad for the Jets. Keep Flacco out there. He looked okay. Uh,
0: I don't think Sam Darnold's starting. I think he's still I think he's doing like shoulder stuff right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: he's doing shoulder stuff, but he's listed as questionable. I him. mean well, it's it's Adam Gase. Who knows what yeah. kind of mind games he's trying to That's play true. by saying he, he might start. And then the guy's thinking of four dimensional chess, where like the rest of us mortals. Yeah. But <laughs> we'll see there. And uh, your fifth team? My fifth pick is honestly gonna be that Falcons game. I really wow. like the Falcons. You're hammering the Falcons. I am taking the Falcons. I'm going You're a little, little bit risky. You're disrespecting
0: Jameis. I think so Crab much. Legs is
1: going to throw some picks, and I think wow. this is the time where the Falcons defense is going to look okay. I like I'm even going to double more. down on this. I like the Todd Gurley prop this week of a t- uh, touchdown and a half, as is, over on, as is spread on TDs. I think Usually this is a game. Usually score a touchdown
0: and a half, and that's the prop? That's, that's
1: one of the props I saw uh, this week wow, floating around. Money. I I think early picks up 2 TDs this week if they can't punch it in from a deep ball. I I'm loving the Falcons this week.
0: Uh I can't disagree more. But uh yeah, that's just me. Uh My fifth team since we pretty much have the exact same parlay mm-hmm. is the Philadelphia Eagles beating the Cleveland Browns. Oof. That's a hot take. That right is know. a hot take um, right there,
1: especially considering the Browns.
0: Yeah, I I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to somehow figure out how to beat the Browns. And I'm um, also betting the under in this game.
1: I want to throw two stats at you on why I disagree. Okay. And I, I love my stats. I so might, I I going might back flip to that. this pick then. Browns, in games that they're favored by three or more against NFC teams in the last eight games, are 7-1. and one Wow. Against the spread. Eagles, when they're playing an AFC opponent, are 0-4-1 against AFC opponents when they're underdogs. They are 0-2-1. I know
0: out there listening. They're 0-2-1 against
1: AFC North this
0: year. I know I came out and I said Giants are going to win the division. But it's not an Eagles season unless they have a game that they shouldn't win and they win it. And this just feels like a game where people are like, oh, yeah, Baker Mayfield is bad still.
1: I could see it a little bit. I think that they're going to run too many gadget plays. I don't know if the Eagles' offense is cohesive enough. There's, with everyone healthy, there's too many mouths to feed. Yeah. They're only one and four against the spread against AFC opponents uh, for the last five games. Luckily,
0: I'm only betting money line. And if you take yeah, my parlay and you put $100 on it and I hit, it's $967. So plus 960
1: on unit. That's nice. Yeah, that's, that's a, solid. It's a big Mine's probably. a little more risky with that Falcons bet. One game I will say to watch this week, because uh, it's early in the week. We don't know of all the injuries. One thing to really keep track of is the Lions-Panthers games. If Teddy yeah. Two Gloves is out, like, and it, it's looking like he might be, I don't want to say for certain yet because oh, it is no early. There's structural
0: damage in his knee, but it's not looking good. Yeah. Uh,
1: if he's out, smash the Lions on this play. Lions are 3-1 against the spread and 3-1 uh, on the road this season. They're getting Galladay back healthy. All their, Basically, almost all the wins for the Lions come on the road. And it's... Because they don't like being near yeah, where Matt Patricia like, lives.
0: Yeah, I, I think yeah, Matt Patricia is just such a bad no.
1: coach. And then I'm gonna two guys. I want to see if you know who these people are. You probably not. Let's hear. Will it. Greer or Will, PJ Walker.
0: Will Greer is the quarterback from West Virginia. Uh he is a quarterback. And Philip Walker. PJ, PJ Walker. Walker. PJ Walker was the Indianapolis Colts practice squad quarterback who went to the XFL, mm-hmm. won XFL MVP for the five games that they played. Got signed to the roster and is now the backup quarterback, who I believe in.
1: They're both listed as number two on the backup depth chart. That's and their good. head coach has not come out saying which one's going to be the true ah, backup. you got to love Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Oh, my god. Uh, so, yeah, I, there's a lot of murkiness on who's even going to start if Teddy Two Gloves is out. And yeah, I mean, the, the Lions actually have a ground game. Swift looked
0: great last I, week. I like, I've always liked DeAndre Swift. We actually have a friend that played college football and uh, had to play against DeAndre Swift. And he said... He uh, is the fastest pe- person he's ever seen in his whole life. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He lives up to his namesake, yeah. Dennis Swift, um, and then
1: a- especially McCaffrey w- out. That's to me. I'm just liking the Lions in that pick. Yeah, I, if, I, if Teddy's out, I'm loving the Lions.
0: Any other uh, bets you're making this weekend, or? Was... Uh,
1: there's just two more I'm looking at. there's I don't I think this is a disrespectful. Uh, monkey knife fight. They have uh, Alvin Kamara rushing line at 58. Yards this game. He
0: rushed for 16 yards last week, so I'm gonna not I touch that. I think they're bet.
1: gonna try to move the ball off Winston's arm. Maybe, but it could Unless be a Latavius comes, Murray game. It could be a Latavius Murray game. I just don't see Sean Payton if trusting Winston if I'm, he throws ha, more than I two picks. I think disres- they're gonna. Jameis Winston. I am disrespecting games. Winston, and, and I know he wins games, but it, this is not a Bruce Arian offense. Is not. I don't know. Even Sean, better. I don't know if Sean Payton's going to put up with Winston throwing three picks and two touchdowns. He's not throwing any, so yeah. And then Um, Metcalf for eighty-seven point five receiving yards. I mean, he all except for they're playing the Cardinals. uh, All except for last week, he's averaged ninety-three yards on the season. I think this turns into a shootout. I don't think Patrick Peterson is nearly as good as Ramsey. Do you count
0: the Buddha Baker yards on the tackle as part of his yard line stats?
1: then he's averaging 280. Yeah, because like, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, that
0: is a get uh, a rematch game. Buda Baker's just going to play coverage uh, over him. He also. is, but and I don't him, see
1: him. I don't see the Cardinals' defense in the same skill set as I see the Rams I, when they play Seahawks. I don't think
0: I bet that line if Tyler Lockett's out, which he might be. If sure. Tyler Lockett's out, it's going to be Patrick Peterson and Buda Baker over him the whole game, and you're – it's gonna be a tough it's gonna be a tough day. It's
1: gonna be tough, but it's just something to look at. Like we have a little bit of some time before Sunday. I'm just I'm liking yeah. that line as of it now. It is also
0: tough gambling on a Tuesday night. So. It
1: is. Yeah. This is what makes it exciting. Um, but
0: we're gonna put money down on every single bet you just heard. If you guys wanna join us, go ahead and tag us on uh on Instagram. We would love it. Uh, it's at Dio Reynoso on Instagram or Don Pie on Instagram. But Don hasn't been on Instagram since two thousand and thirteen, so yeah. Um, <laughs> our last segment of <laughs> the day up. is called Predict the Future, where we take a few games and a few things we want to see in the future or the next few weeks. Um, Donovan, you have anything you want to start us off with? Uh, I
1: have one big hot take, I think, for the season, and then one that I think is going to actually come for next week. My one for next week is I think Kenyon Drake has another 100-yard game on the ground. I see the Cardinals getting up early. That's and not what to I wanted to hear. As a,
0: as a Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake owner. Oh, I own both of them in a few leagues oh, too. I'm so sad. It is
1: disgusting, but Drake did it last week. I think he does it again if Cardinals get out early, which they to me they have a good chance of Damn doing. It, that's not what I wanted to hear.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, predicting the future. Ohio State number three. Ohio State and number nine Indiana are playing this weekend in college football. Barring any COVID out outbreaks, but they're 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 actually gonna probably play. <sighs> mm-hmm. knowing, I think
1: knowing college football right now, they're gonna make them play as best they can.
0: Yeah, I think Ohio State kills them by forty five.
1: By forty five?
0: Nah, maybe not by forty five, <laughs> but the uh, the spread line right now is at uh, fourteen and a half. If it even goes up to twenty four and a half, I'll take it. Really? Yeah, I think it's a massacre among massacres.
1: I mean, I like Ohio State this season. They've looked solid. It's just, it's so hard to predict college this season because it's all interdivisional game. It's tough, but I could see it happening. Ohio yeah, I has think a Justin, team that's I think, built.
0: I know everybody's talking about Trevor Lawrence being the number one uh, quarterback in the draft. Justin Fields is so good that there's going to be a bunch of teams looking at themselves, going, like the Jets are going to have real conversations where they're like, do we want Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? Because I think both these guys. Our franchise-changing quarterbacks.
1: Oh, without a doubt. And that's actually going to play in my hot take because I know you like fields. I uh, love this. I think Dallas tanks this season and goes gets a quarterback. I do not think they re-signed so Dak. so
0: hot. I was actually... My next hot take is is kind of in the same vein. Mm-hmm. I think Lamar Jackson is going to have the same situation as Dak Prescott's going through right now where the team will not commit to him and franchise tag him to help.
1: I could see that happening with Lamar for at least just another prove it year. I, based hey, on this I know season. you guys
0: can't see Don's face, but he got. Kind I, of I, oh, sad I'm, right I'm now.
1: disgusted with myself for saying this, yeah. but if we don't make it far in playoffs, as like for the Ravens, I could see them franchise tagging Lamar and giving him a one more prove it, make your big money contract year, like show us why we should pay you like that. Absolutely, yeah. But I don't see Dallas re-signing Dak this season. He's asking for a lot. Jerry Jones is stingy. Uh, they've already paid some big contracts to other guys unless they move some pieces, which I don't see Jerry Jones doing. I think they're looking at it as more we can reload a quarterback rather yeah. than rebuild like rather than keep Yeah, we, we, uh,
0: we might actually have a Dallas Cowboy fan call in next week. Uh, well, I'll let you know how that goes during the week. But uh, oh, I'm
1: about to get mugged on my way home from it, that guy. He's going to try to yeah, follow me for saying this. I love not, Dak. Not this from is... this
0: Dallas Cowboy fan. Name. No, don't me wrong. get wrong. I
1: love Dak. I will not. I'm not insult, by this take, I'm not insulting Dak. I've I love him. I've the record
0: of saying Dak Prescott's a top-ten quarterback, and I'm willing to pay him $35 million. Oh, he
1: should be paid. Yeah, he fine. should be paid without um, a doubt. I just don't see Jerry Jones doing it. My
0: last predict the future. I'm a big Pac-12 football fan. Mm-hmm. I... I claim a team? Stanford's my favorite football college football team, but I root for the whole Pac-12. I just want success. They need more recognition. I
1: mean, they're they're a competitive division. They're a fun division to watch. They're yeah. just left we out a lot of the recruiting
0: of college football. But that can change. If USC stays undefeated, they will go to the college football playoffs, and they will win a game. Wow!
1: I don't. That's tough because I don't know. I don't know if they could stay Clemson, undefeated. Clemson,
0: Alabama, Ohio State. As long as they stay undefeated, they get in, right? Yeah, they could get in. None I of those teams that. have seen USC in a very long time. USC was supposed to play Alabama this year, but it got postponed due to COVID. No one has played a team like USC in a while. True. That any of those three teams. And USC makes some yes,
1: Ridiculous wide receivers that are just going. USC has a, right now. I'm
0: pretty all right. So hot take. Um, well, this will be the last one, of then we'll, we'll end it unless you have anything. But mm-hmm. uh, I have a theory that USC has a cloning machine and they put out the exact same six-three wide receiver every week that looks the exact same. I can run down a list if you'd like. Uh, Marquise Lee, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Pittman. All these guys, same guy. There's a bunch of them. Um, they, I, some of them are. Uh, I'm blanking right now, but uh, there's a, there's so many wide receivers that came from USC that play the exact same way. These lengthy possession receivers.
1: And I I could see it going great for them. This like with that, if they do make it far, they will. They're going to rattle some cages in the playoffs. Yeah. Without a doubt, okay, they're going great. to do well.
0: Yeah, you got anything else? No, I like that. All right, guys. Well, thank you. That was the uh, very first episode of Super Fan Sports. Uh, can't wait to see you guys again next week. Uh, that's us signing off, and have a great week. Oh, and wish us good luck on our part, Liz.
2: This has been a Your Last Resort production.